It's showtime. <laughs> 48th installment. Yours truly, the Unplugged Alpha, is back in the house talking about why I would never get married again. My boy Moff titled his stereo after show, Almost Never Get Married Again. Was it almost? I had the stereo notification popped up and now it's gone. All right. Well, in case you guys are new to my channel, uh, I put out a book a couple of years ago and it's in chapter 15. I talk about uh, the Unplugged Outfits, uh, Amazon, get it wherever format you want. Kindle, print, audible. 15th chapter is why smart men do not marry. So this isn't going to be particularly new. There's some new information I'll be sharing in this one. And there's a hilarious WordPress blog I came across, which I want to share some stories on. And I also, uh, you know, people often ask me, Rich, would you ever get married again? Right. And the answer very quickly for me is just no. Um, there might be a rare circumstance where it might make sense. I can't think of that right now. Maybe we'll deal with that towards the end of the show. See if I can brainstorm that live. But uh, honestly, dudes, like for the most part in the West, it's dumb, 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 dumb. I'll tell you why in the show. Uh, let me just check the chats working. So I'm doing this on two channels right now, and I'm going to stop broadcasting on uh, the Entrepreneurs and Cars channel. So if you guys are on the feed, come over to the new channel. So this is the feed on the new channel. Uh, you're going to want to subscribe there and uh, watch live over there because um, trying to get the traffic over to the new podcast channel. The Unplugged Alpha is going to live on its own channel going forward. Um, they'll all be in sequence, 48, 49, 50, so on and so forth in that new place. If you like the video format, it's also available in podcast format, uh, Stitcher, Google, iTunes, iWhatever, <laughs> Spotify. It's all out there. Spotify, give me a call, man. Let's do a deal. All right. Let's do this. Um, so chat's good. I've dropped the link in there. I'm going to pin that to the top. It should be showing up on the feed here on the old channel. Yeah, there it is. Pin message. Okay, so let's pin to the top. I am now going to kill the feed on Entrepreneurs and Cars, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. So you guys are all going to have to come over to the new channel to do the show. So remove. Yes, thank you. Save changes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm the king. Everybody loves a king. Remove that from Facebook. Getting serious here. Getting serious, boys. Got to make sure we get this the subs up on the new channel. So the links have all been dropped. All right. So head on over. Head on over. Just search for entrepreneurs. Sorry, not entrepreneurs. The Unplugged Alpha. It's there. All right. We are good. Everybody's coming over. That's a lovely thing. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Also kind and good. Um, Moff, you'll take care of the live chat for me for the time being. You can play whack-a-mole if you need to. That would be awesome. So what do we start with? <laughs> Let's have a fun conversation. Let's go through an experiment, if you will. Okay. I want you to right now and I'm going to put a poll here on the new channel. I want you to right now, take a look at something like Facebook or Instagram. Generally, Facebook is good for this. 
and have a look at all your friends. And you tell me what percentage of the people that you know intimately, you know them intimately, you've spent time with them, holidays, vacations, family events, you know, summer this, winter that, ski cabin at the cottage, you know them. What percentage of the people that you know intimately are happily married? I'm going to put a poll up in the chat of the Unplugged Alpha. And I want you guys to take that poll after you've had a look. Many of you probably don't even need to take a look. You probably just know off the top of your head. Uh, oh, damn. Can I not do polls on the new channel yet? Shit. All right. Well, I'm going to have to skip the poll today. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, so the way that YouTube works is they unlock certain features as the channel grows and has a certain number of watch time and hours and all that sort of stuff. So there's certain features that I've become accustomed to on the old channel that I can't do on the new channel, unfortunately, but they'll, I'm sure they'll be here next week. Let's just, let's just say they'll be here next week. How about that? So do that. And then in the chat, you know, tell me percentage wise, so let's just do percentage wise. I already see people dropping some, some, some percentages in there. Uh, percentage wise, how many people that you know intimately are happily married? Um, I'm not saying like blissfully head over heels in love. They're obsessed with each other. Uh, 20 years on, they're like, that was the best sex I ever had. You know, phone calls or other stuff like that. It's it's just like uh, happily married, let's just say. So I'm getting 10%, 0%, 20 maybe, uh, 0, 0, 10. Keep the percentages coming. Keep dropping them. Now, here's a less than 1%, 1%, 1%. We got a 20. One guy says just his sister he knows of, 10%. Ask all of them, 0%, 1%, 5%, 5%. So very, very low percentages. So speaking from the perspective of enjoyment, putting yourself first, happiness, right? We're taking a look here and the percentage is very low, which by the way, uh, corroborates very, very closely with the data that I put in my book. I cannot recall which chapter in it, but it was profound and I had to put it in there. They did a study very, uh, uh, with a fairly good sample size of uh, couples that were together in a long-term relationship. I think the average, the mean was something like close to eight years. It was like 7.8 years or something like that. So, so a good period of time. And they asked these people who are living together either as common law or as married, how happy they were in the marriage. And only 12%, I think it was about 11.8%, it was a very small percentage, said that they were happily married, you know, and still in love with each other. Now, the ones that, that indicated they were still in a state of bliss, like head over heels, like the honeymoon phase, you know, the honeymoon phase of butterflies, everything's all great. I love this guy so much. Oh, this chick is so smooth and hot and sexy and all that sort of stuff. You know, the honeymoon phase, the bliss stage, when they asked the same people, only 3% reported that they were in a state of bliss. So just keep that in mind, you know, because now when you sign up for a marriage, and I've already been married, I've been, you know, divorced. There's a, there's a strange rumor going around that I got divorce raped or that she left me or whatever. In fact, the inverse is true. Um, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I'm very good. And in fact, I'm much better off than what I was before. Thank you for thinking of me. But yeah, there's this, there's this notion that, um, it's a good idea to get married still. So when I get asked, it's just like, no, it's a flat. No, I've already done it. it. I don't see any benefit to it. So 
Why don't we start with the origins of marriage? A lady by the name of Stephanie Kuntz researched a ton of data and put a book together called uh, The History of Marriage. And um, the data that she used to compile the uh, writings in the book came from court records and personal diaries, so written documents. Okay, so court rec records will go back, I don't know, a few hundred years. Who knows how far they go back? Maybe there's records that go back a thousand years in certain places, but they go back, let's say, several hundred years. And then personal diaries, because people, as soon as they learned how to write and they were educated, they started keeping personal diaries, you know. So she went through all these personal diaries in the court records. And the long and short of it all is that the point of marriage throughout history has always been the acquisition of in-laws. And that made sense hundreds of years ago. Because if you lived in a small community, even 10,000 years ago or 50,000 years ago, or several hundred years ago, you generally lived in smaller communities. They got bigger over time, obviously, because population growth. But there was no big government. There was no social media. There was no television. There was no radio. There was none of that shit. Uh, schools barely existed. Uh, medical care was difficult to come by. Law enforcement was whoever had the biggest guns, pitchforks, or a gang of men to fight off pricks. Um, so the acquisition of in-laws made a lot of sense. And that's what the history of marriage was. It's a, it's a very interesting read. I'd recommend checking it out. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's, um, it's actually in my list of probably top 20 books that I would recommend to you guys. I forgot to remove the Twitch feed. So that's out too. So it's just streaming to the unplugged alpha on YouTube. Perfect. So that's the history of it all. Now that's changed dramatically over the years because the government's now got involved as they like to get involved in every aspect and area of our lives. <laughs> Make some money. I'll take some of that. Um, Want to get divorced? Well, before you do that, fella, we're going to have to check into a few things in your life. And we're going to decide when you get to see your kids, where your money goes, how much of it she gets. And by the way, guys, it's not all completely relevant to kids. I mean, there's... I had a conversation this afternoon. I was on a Zoom call with a group. Guy said he lost 80% of his net worth to his ex-wife. No kids. So family law is one of the biggest reasons why guys should not live in a way that looks like marriage. Right? Get used to it. It's hostile towards men. Now, Laws in general, if you've been around the block for a little bit, read a book like The Myth of Male Power, Dr. Warren Farrell. Biggest sounding beta male, but has very, very, very well-researched material. Um, laws do not apply the same to men and women. And everything that's in family law is hostile towards the men and favorable to the woman. That's how the West works. It's not like that in all countries and all cultures. Islam has some solutions to all this. There are some countries still in the world that reserve the rights and do treat fathers and men fairly in a breakup. And they don't get that involved in your life. So there are places in the world where it's not that bad. But I mean, most of the views that most of you guys right now, you're sitting in the West uh, comfortably in front of some streaming device or a handheld device in a warm house with a roof over your head. And that's where we live. And as, as part of the consequences of having access to all of these 
call them luxuries. Maybe they're not luxuries. Who cares? I mean, there are places in the world where you also benefit from these luxuries without the hostile environment towards fathers, but in the West, generally speaking, right? Family law is like the number one reason why you should never get married. I'm not saying don't have kids. I'm not saying don't have a relationship with a woman or women, whatever your game happens to be. I'm not saying any of those things. All I'm saying is don't ever live in a way that invites the government to decide what happens to your kids, to your assets, to your cash, to your investments, to your retirement fund, to your cars, planes, boats, and motorcycles, whatever toys you want to own, businesses, any kind of business income, any kind of business assets, all of that stuff. Why? Why would you want to complicate your life unnecessarily? I had this conversation, you know, with my lawyer after I got divorced. We've gotten together for lunch a few times. He's a good guy. Um, he's watched a few of my podcasts, actually, and uh, texted me on them. But, you know, I asked him the same question that people often ask me, Rich, would you ever get married? And he said, no, there's I don't see any benefits in it. He goes, I've, resi I've resigned myself to being a lifelong bachelor. That's just the way that I'm going to be. And he's got a girlfriend and they live in separate homes and he's happy with his life. And if she doesn't like that, he lets her go. And he just replaces her, right? Um, far, far too many guys get far too attached to ego investments that they make in women and relationships, uh, you know, sugar and spice and all things nice, blah, blah, blah. One of the things people always say is, uh, well, who are you going to get to take care of you if you're sick? It's like, my girlfriend, you know, you don't need to get married to have somebody to take care of you if you get sick. Right. Like what kind of weak ass guy is that? You know, if you've got money and you're a competent guy, you can hire a nurse. It doesn't matter who's going to take care of you if you get sick. Nurse isn't going to take half your shit if you hire her to take care of you while you're sick. <laughs> do I really need to get that deep? How deep do I need to get into family law? You guys ask questions in the chat. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye open for the uh, questions in the chat. And, uh, See if there's anything you want me to dive deep in when it comes to these notions that I'm presenting to you. Anyway, there's three other ones that I want to get into. And then I want to pop up this uh, married man blog that I found that was hilarious. Domestic violence is another very, very real threat. If a woman is unhappy with you, and one of the things you have to understand, guys, is women always reserve the right to change their mind at any given time, right? That's female nature, right? They, they just are that way. Okay. Um, unconditional love is, is one of the demands that men seem to have of women in relationships, which is a, a farce. Her love is conditional. It is entirely conditional on you providing something, um, whether it's resources or attention, but only women, this is Chris Rock line, by the way, only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. Men are only loved under the condition that they provide something, right? So if a woman changes her mind about you and recognizes that domestic violence, that a alleged domestic violence, even not even domestic violence, but alleged, a lot of the times it's women cornering men and, and imposing themselves. I've, I've talked to guys that have had knives thrown at them, uh, jars, glass jars, like, um, Mason jars or like jam jars, you know, stuff like that. Um, I talked to a guy that got stabbed in the leg um, once by a woman. Um, this dude was going through a divorce. He hired me for some coaching. And it's like, w women will sometimes do violent things. And they don't even need to do violent things. They just have to allege 
that she's scared of you. And then the cops can, you know, she'll make a phone call. Cops are called, they come over, pick you up. You're locked out of your house. I have a friend that um, got removed from his house. His wife cheated on him. And uh, she started, you know, during the whole divorce process and the separation period was acting very, very uh, like provocatively in the sense that she was trying to create uh, chaos and havoc, you know, between them, uh, you know, to escalate the situation. And she was lying about something to do with the cheating. Uh, you know, he caught her cheating and he just shook his finger in her face just like and called her a lot. He said, you're a fucking liar like that. And that was enough to get him removed from his own house and away from his kids. Right. Um, domestic violence is no fucking joke. I'd like to talk about ways to minimize these risks. So I'm going to look at the comments for that towards the end of the show. But seriously, domestic violence is no fucking joke. And if you live in a way that the state deems as a marriage, there are there's there's advantageous things that a woman can do to benefit her financially from a control perspective, from a power perspective, uh, by just alleging it. It doesn't even have to happen. Okay. Just be aware of that. There's lots of stories out there. Um, I've told another one before where a guy came home from work and she was on the phone. He basically walked in the front door and she was on the phone with the police going, yeah, he just got here and I'm terrified and he's threatening to hurt me. And, blah, 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 blah. and 15, 12 minutes later, two cruisers come flying down the street, one up on his lawn, tears up his grass, picks him up, takes him off, right? Alleged domestic violence is all that's required. So if you're living in such a way that the government sees as uh, marriage, whether you've declared, you know, your, your, your vows in front of a, a priest, a church, uh, you know, at the courthouse, whatever way you decide to do it at the drive through in Vegas with the Elvis priest, whatever way you decide to do it. If you live in such a way that applies family law, which can be used with domestic violence, you're exposing yourself to risk un unnecessarily. Remember, Marriage is very high reward, low risk for women, but for men, it's high risk and low reward. And I'm going to talk about some of those low reward issues in a bit um, as we kind of dive down through this, but let's keep moving on. Um, actually, let me just pause over here on my notes and just go up a little bit because there was a couple of questions I saw that looked interesting. How about dying alone? Everybody dies alone, bro. <laughs> Everybody, I look, I know probably three or four people that died in the last year and they all died alone. Like st stupid ways. Like I even said, like at one point, like I can't believe this is how people go, right? Like by themselves in a fucking hospital, nobody can come and see you. And it's like, that's it, right? Everybody, dude, everybody dies alone. That's like one of the biggest like crybaby beta ass reasons that I hear guys get married is because they don't want to die alone. Everybody dies alone. You think you're going to be lying there in bed holding hands with your wife, your girlfriend, your long-term partner, whatever the hell you want to call them, singing Kumbaya and you both die simultaneously? It doesn't work that way. Dad got arrested and pulled from his house. He did nothing wrong. It, yeah, like I know guys that have that have like they've been taken away and they come back and there's long-standing consequences to that too. I know a guy that is unable to obtain uh, firearms in his state anymore because of a false domestic violence allegation, right? So what he's got to do, he's got to move states. Like that's really the only, only way that you can deal with that. It's, it's, it's crazy. 
It's crazy, right? So let's talk about how women behave during the divorce process, um, because there's a lot of advantages to. Um, so let's put it this way: people, when you incentivize people to behave a certain way, like if you give a 16-year-old the keys to a McLaren 720s and say, "Here, take this for a drive. Be careful." Do you think he's going to drive it like a turtle? You've just given him 720 horsepower. He's got more testosterone in his balls than his entire, you know, elderly family. Do you think he's going to drive it like he's driving Miss Daisy? No freaking way. It's the same thing in law. If you incentivize somebody to behave a certain way and do a certain thing, they're generally going to do it. And the thing with family law is things like alimony, child support, matrimonial assets, um, they are all encouraging women to do very nasty things at the expense of men. It's just fact of fact of the way the legislation is not much you can do about it. Right. The only thing you can do is not participate in the game. You want to avoid dealing with alimony support, matrimonial assets. Don't play the game, but baby, I love you. And I want to be with you forever. And da -da -da, you're my forever. Cool. But I want to get married. I'm not getting married. But all my friends are getting married. Cool. I'm not getting married. But but I just I just want to have a wedding. All right. You want to throw a party? Let's go down to the Caribbean and throw a party. We'll have a good time. I'm not I'm not doing any kind of ceremony that's going to be viewed by the state as a marriage. That's it, right? You know, guys, <laughs> call it a not marriage party. I don't care. But don't <laughs> The funniest thing that you always hear these MGTOW guys do is, you know, they're always like the number one cause of divorce is marriage. And they're not wrong, right? <laughs> they're not wrong. You want to avoid divorce? Don't get married. I mean, look at the numbers. 50% of marriages end in divorce. So that means half. So let's take 100 people, okay? 50% of them are going to get divorced at some point, which means 80% of those guys probably 80 to 85% of those guys are going to get completely divorce rate. They're going to lose access to their kids, lose a ton of money, um, maybe even pay more than half into the estate to take care of her. And she's going to be using the kids as leverage, you know, for the most part. So 50 of those guys are going to be living basically miserable lives. Let's say 40 of them or so. Most of them anyway. They're going to be living miserable lives. Now you've got the other 50 that are still married. Okay, well, we know from the other data that they did in the sample that only something like 13 people, or sorry, only 13% are going to be happy after eight years. Okay. So what's 13% of 50, right? <laughs> Down to six. <laughs> and then there's something like 3% that are in like a state of bliss. So the vast majority of people that stay married are unhappily married, right? I've, let me see here. I think I know of two people that are happily married, that never complain about their wives, um, that are enthusiastic about things, are, are, are happy with their kids. Um, she doesn't cause that much drama or none at all. Mostly none at all, because I've never heard a lot of drama. I, I mean, these are people that I know well. So I'm thinking probably something like two out of 120 or 130 people that I know, like, like couple couples that are married. Or living in a way the state would say is, is married are like absolutely happy. Like, 
I remember one of the conversations I heard I had with one of the guys, you know, this was a few years ago, a good buddy of mine. He's been married for like 25 years or something like that. Said something along the lines of, hey, man, it's been awesome. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, you got a big smile on your face. How are things going? He goes, I just had the best sex of my life last night with my wife. I'm like, that's pretty cool, man. You know, good for you. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying bliss doesn't happen, but it's very rare. Okay. It's like your chances of probably winning the lottery are about as good as being in a blissful sort of, you know, marriage over a long-term basis. So just keep keep that in mind. You're rolling the dice. It's like Russian roulette. And it's not with like one bullet and a six shooter. It's like five bullets and a six shooter. Oh, man. See what's going on here. Rich, do your friends just happen to get it or do they work on it? Um, it It was a combination of strong leadership and a compliant woman in his frame is really what it boiled down to. So you want to, you want a pro tip from this so that, you know, you can vet for wife stock or mother stock. If that's what you're hell bent on doing, she's got to be totally in your frame. She's got to, she's got to answer to you. Um, she looks up to you. You're the leader in the relationship, very low drama to no drama. And those would be the main things. Uh, you know, of course, women with a very low notch count, lost their virginity later on in life. Like the one guy, they were um, high school sweethearts, I think. They got married 22, 23. She helped him get his business off the ground. They're in their late 40s now. They both look great. You know, they're both always smiling. So can it happen? Yeah. Is it frequent? Fuck no. <laughs> Is it common? Not even. Is it remotely common? Fuck no. It's rare. It's very rare. It's exceptionally rare. Let's just put it that way. And again, you know, women always reserve the right to change their mind at any given time. So the woman that you marry is never, ever, 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 ever the woman that you divorce. Okay? Two different people. Why are are guys getting married to women? I love you, you know, till death do his part and all this sort of stuff. And then at the end of all that, he's calling her like the C word. (laughs) Like, here, let me just prove the point. Let me just prove the damn point. Uh, share, share screen. We'll go to this blog here because I think this this is relevant to as we're talking about it right now. So let's see here. And by the way, this is linked below in the description. If you guys want to read all of these, there's way too many here for me to read. It's freaking hilarious. Uh, let's type in, let's not start with miserable. We'll do miserable later. Let's type in this word and see how many times, 21 times. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see that. Let me just zoom in a little bit more. It comes up 21 times on this page. Okay, so again, this is the same person that that he's all, I love her, they throw a big party, reception, they have kids, and then they hate each other. So, you know, just keep in mind, just because things look good today doesn't mean they're always going to be good 5, 10, 15, 15, you know, 25 years down the road. Uh, I'm going to get back to some of those uh, blog items in a little bit because they're because they're really good. They're 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 very useful to the uh, to the point of this. Uh, okay, so we talked about alimony, child support, matrimonial assets. It encourages women to behave very badly. Look, if you want to get into the full details on why smart men don't marry, the 15th chapter of my book covers it. If you haven't gone through it, get it. It's cheap. Kindle, print, 
or Audible. I did the narration in the Audible in my own voice. But chapter 15 covers why smart men don't marry. So I'm not going to get into reading out all of those details or getting into the the weeds on it because I cover it in here. But I want to talk about how the state encourages um, women to divorce men. So this came from a commenter uh, by the name of Kim Brown in one of my older videos, probably from about four years ago, because I wrote this because I published this book two years ago. Um, she says in her comment, okay, talking about a divorce video, the thing that infuriates me is my hubby makes about $50,000 a year. I make about half that. But when you're talking to people about taking responsibility for themselves, you do realize that if I were to leave my hubby and become a single mother with government benefits, I'd have way more money. Follow me through here. What we pay in taxes as a couple, opposed to what the government would give me if I was on my own, isn't even close. Okay, I'm going to say it again. She would be making more money as a single mother leaving her husband than what she does as a married couple. Let me carry on through here. Um, so when women leave the husbands, they are improving their situation. And until that changes, nothing else will. It's sickening when society rewards those who make bad choices. So she's so she's pissed off because one of her coworkers and they're comparing notes uh, revealed that because they make the same money, both these two chicks make the exact same money. Uh, her husband makes 50 grand, but the government tops up the difference plus the alimony plus, plus the child support gives her more money than what they have as a couple. So she goes on to say, my friend who's a single mother who does the same job and makes the same money as me, we sat down and compared her finances and all the subsidies and tax breaks she receives and income from the exes uh, and the government. It, she has about $1,000 a month more than my family and disposable income. So a single mommy working the exact same job without a husband in the house, getting all the support from Big Daddy government, Big Daddy X, has about $1,000 a month more than her family and disposable income. To me, that's not just rewarding single mommies. It's actively punishing middle to low income women for staying with the father of their children. She's not wrong. So you have to understand, guys, the laws incentivize women to behave badly in a divorce situation and it also incentivizes women to leave a marriage because they'll get more money and not have to deal with his dumb ass either, right? If you don't know this, there's been lots of research done on this, by the way, but the interest that you have in your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever it is that you're with right now, for men, it goes down, but it goes down very steady over time. With women, it's like a hockey stick. It's like, Almost like right from the get-go, from the honeymoon phase, it's like, and then it kind of like goes down even more after that, okay? So you need to be captivating as fuck if you're a dude, if you want to keep a chick around. It's one of the seven pillars that I talk about. I did a podcast three, four months ago. You can go back and look that up. But the seventh pillar is being captivating, essentially not being boring. Anyway, so the state encourages women to get divorced. So those are the four main points. If you want to get into the weeds and really into the details, just get my book. Um, I'll link it below. It's on Amazon. Married men. I don't know. We can talk about that or we can get into the blog. What do you guys want to do? I can get right into the weeds here. Um, so now setting aside family law, alimony, child support, women are uh, motivated by the laws and by the government to leave their husbands, domestic violence, all that stuff. Another big problem is that when men get into marriages, things change for men and not for the better. So 
before leading up to the divorce bullshit, um, there's generally a, a process of shit testing, consecutive shit testing. If you don't know what that is, they're basically competency tests where women just irritate men. They nag them, they do silly things, um, and they're really just trying to test their competency as a man. It's called a shit test. Also known as betatization through a thousand concessions. It usually starts with something like, uh, honey, don't brush your teeth over there. You're going to get toothpaste on the carpet to make sure your white socks go in the white hamper and your dark clothes go in the dark hamper to let's go vegan together to let's spice up the relationship and invite a bull in so that uh, I can cuck you and you can sit there and watch. So betatization through a thousand concessions, it can go through a total different number of sequence of events, but, but it all ends in the exact same spot. You don't look like an alpha to her anymore. You look like a beta male. And women are not attracted to beta males over a long-term basis. So if you're not on your game, if you don't have strong frame in a relationship, you will go through betatization. It's not a question of if you will, it's to what extent, okay? Because even solid guys that write books on this shit are going to go through even a little degree of betatization. Trust me. Um, let's go to married men. Reduce sex drive is another big point. Um, one of the big complaints, one of the, one of the most interesting here, let's, let's go to Google and let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. How do I get my wife to, uh, where is the add to stream? There you go. So let's see what, no, no, it's already filled it in. How do I get my wife to, and then the search results, love me again, lose weight. So women that aren't that aren't in love with their husbands, women that have become fat, uh, women that don't trust their husbands, women that don't respect their husbands, that's big. How do I get my wife to forgive me? Probably some simp that like did nothing wrong that she's browbeating him on. To talk to me, to stop yelling at me, to listen to me, to shut up. <laughs> How do I get my wife to shut up? How do I get my wife to listen to me? How do I get my wife to stop? So let's see here. Let's try have. Let's see if it recommends something. Come on. Google search. Give me some results, baby. Not cooperating. Interesting. I wonder if, uh, what's that other search? Is it DuckDuckGo? Let's see what we get here. See what dudes are searching for. They probably pre-populate like Google, don't they? How do I get my wife to feminize me? Holy shit. Dudes are searching for that? Are you kidding me? Dude, look at this. How do I get my wife to love me again? How do I get my wife to feminize me? That's brutal. Man, I thought shit was soy, but that's soy right there. How do I get my wife to want me again? How do I get my wife to admit she cheated? <laughs> How do I get my wife to stop boozing, lose weight? How do I get my wife to leave me? <laughs> Interesting. Well, one of the most popular searches, and I'm guessing it's probably showing up on like discussion forums, is around sex. A lot of dudes are in sexless marriages too. Loss of power is also huge as well. I mean, if you're familiar with uh, power dynamics, um, Women have a way through the betatization process of stealing leadership 
from leaders, right? Um, and if you're not good with having a backbone, you're going to get destroyed. Lack of power is a big thing too. Um, you'd be appalled at how many girls have confessed with me that they've had exes who wanted to get pegged. I used to think that was a joke. It usually leaves the girls traumatized. You know, what's funny. Um, I think I'm going to do a podcast because I have a bull in my group that um, basically cucks dudes. Uh, women on dating apps convince their boyfriends or husbands to um, invite a bull into the bedroom and um, he tears it up. That's, that's, that's one of the things that he does. <laughs> so I'm going to throw some questions at him and I'm going to do a, uh, a podcast. Um, I can't bring him on, obviously, because... Um, you know, obvious reasons. <laughs> How do I get my wife to cook a decent meal? Yeah. How do I get my wife to leave me? Yeah, that was one of the more popular ones towards the top. But yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, somebody mentioned shirt. If you guys want uh, this t-shirt, it's in the it's it's on the store tab. Um, if you go to the YouTube channel and just go across to this like community about this is like a store tab, you can grab this shirt over there. Today's a ZFG day. No, I, I, I can't get him on the podcast, uh, freelancer, because um, he doesn't want to lose his job. <laughs> he doesn't want people to know that he's a bull. Um, but yeah, I will, trust me, I'll, it's going to be a good one. All right, let me throw this back up on the screen here. And let's go to, so we'll take that word out. Actually, let's, let's do a search for the word power on this blog. Uh, well, actually, you know what, let's. Let's scroll up first. Let me just read a couple to you so you get an idea of what this is all about. It says, married man, post here if you hate your life. So these are all just short snippets. Um, they can't help it. Women are naturally attracted to and attached to dominant men. So be one. That's something I've talked about a lot. Uh, let's see if I can zoom this in a little bit more for you guys. Uh, modern marriage is nothing but relationship insurance for women. When they get married, they can have kids, which further keep you in check. Uh, also factual, let me go back over here. The only chance a man has to be happy with his wife is if he does stand up to her. Uh, over time, the nagging moods, etc., greatly lessen if you make sure those tactics are the one sure way she never gets her way. It's to be happy with his wife to stand up to her. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't be a pussy in a relationship. Women are going to test your frame. They're going to throw hissy fits. They're going to lie to you. Um, dude, like, you, like you've got to stand up to her. Because um, if you do, you can have a good relationship with a chick, believe it or not. Um, if, if, she's, if, if she's not corrupted by modern society. Let me just add that caveat. Because a lot of women, a lot of women today, you can't really have a relationship with, if I'm being honest over a long-term basis because they're just corrupted by society. You know, they think they're the shit. They compete with men. They got bad attitudes. They're disagreeable. They can't even cook, you know, you know, they try to run you. So standing up to her, like, you know, to this guy's point here, I mean, he's not lying, right? Because most guys do get railroaded. Uh, most of us don't talk things out before because uh, things are ideal. You have a lot of sex and you do what you want. So what's to talk about? We were young and stupid and didn't realize the wedding cake was laced with Dr. Jekyll's secret formula. Yeah, a lot of the times, guys, um, guys cite 
I've, I've heard this a lot now. The wedding cake as the pivotal moment that the blade goes in, you have that first bite. They say it's always the point from the wedding cake when they find out that it was laced with Dr. Jekyll's secret formula. Uh, this guy over here says marriage is like serving time in prison with a big fat cellmate who doesn't want to have sex with you. <clears throat> uh, do, do, do. So you get the idea. So let's, okay. So let's search for the word power just out of curiosity and see how many times that shows up. 33 times. Power tools. I wonder how many people talk about the power dynamics. The thing that I learned is that power is a really important thing in marriage. Once they realize you have the power, women are far, far nicer to you. It's true. Very true. It's fucked, but they are, he says. Um, as for those, sorry, as for those who are considering marriage, do it if you want kids, but remain in control and don't let her even think about trying to change you. Okay. So this is this guy's closing advice. Okay. Actually, let me read this whole thing because I think this guy's interesting. I've been married for 10 years and it sucks a lot. I love my kids, but my wife is a control freak and a bitch. And her main mission in life seems to be to grind me down into some sort of Stetford hub. As an example, I went to pick up my daughter at a birthday party over the weekend. For once, the people throwing the party didn't have a lot of money and it was smallish, sort of cheap house with a few kids in the backyard swimming in an above ground pool, which was deep enough for them to swim, but not so deep that they could get any trouble. For once, the party wasn't some frantic uber mommy running around trying to outdo her friends. This happens a lot, by the way, guys. Uh, my daughter had spent two or three hours swimming in the pool and had a blast. So when I got home, I told my wife that it was a great party, the best I'd seen. And she got all pissed because I apparently had implied that the party she was going to throw in a week for my daughter wouldn't be as good and wasn't, and wasn't that sensitive of me and so on. <laughs> That's when he closes with, I wish I had not married her except for the kids. And by the way, guys, you don't need to get married to have kids. It's just if you have kids in the West, the uh, the parts of family law that apply to kids will still apply to your life. So you, so you can't get out of everything when it comes to the risks involved with family law. Anyway, and he closes it on. Uh, as for those are as for those of you that are considering marriage, do it if you want kids. Again, you don't need to, uh, but remain in control and don't let her even think about trying to change you. Hundred percent, you know dudes love letting women change them. Women try to apply all these fucking rules to your life. Do this. You got to come to that. If you don't do this, and they start crying if they don't get their way, like little freaking children. It's going to happen, right? They use those tears to try to control you, gentlemen. You must be invincible to the tears. Like water off a duck's back. You ever see a duck in a rainstorm just waddling around it's like tears okay you need to be a duck when it comes to dealing with a chick she starts crying that tear hits your back splashes off and just bounces away you're like teflon women will try to change you says this guy it's inevitable what you can do at the minimum is look like you're alpha speak loudly stomp make noise don't take any shit if she yells yell back so she knows you won't take it that at the same time, take care of responsibilities before she thinks about them. Only then you will have a happy marriage. So this dude over here is saying you basically have to fucking think for this chick and do what she wants you to do before she tells you to do it. Kind of a beta-ass move, but he's talking about being alpha, right? Anyway, so moving on with the word power, where else does it show up? Here we go. Uh, women are, by genetic design, totally and completely incapable of being trusted with independent power. 
They are selfish to the core, designed that way by Mother Nature to help them cope with the stress of the insanely difficult job of raising children. Under certain conditions, that selfishness works fine for everybody. For example, when they are dependent on a man for breadwinning. And he goes on to say, power corrupts. And in this is no different for women than anything else. Everybody needs something to keep them in line. Everybody without some controls on them turns into a jerk. Dude, he's totally right. Women, women turn into assholes if you let them, right? So in our modern society, women have been relieved of essentially all, so, sorry, social control. They can do any fucking thing they want to the men in their lives with no consequences. 100% true. They can even gun them down, claim it with self-protection, and get away free. He's talking about a DV charge, basically. It's no surprise that women are such heartless, horrible, swinish louts. What's a lout? That's a new word. In today's society, they are allowed to let them let their selfishness, petulance, sexual power, and self-absorption run wild. And you bet this turns them into awful human beings. So again, men, what can you do? Whatever you do, avoid a woman who is perfect, he says in quotation marks, uh, who makes a lot of money. Interesting. So he's saying avoid a chick who makes a lot of money, who is beautiful, who is an F machine. All of those things will make her seem desirable to you. But strangely, those are exactly the things that will make her a lousy wife. So he's right, but there's a little bit of underlying thing missing here. So let me just explain that. So he's saying... Stay away from a chick who's beautiful, that makes a lot of money and is an F machine because they're initially going to seem desirable, but those are the things that will make her a lousy wife. So, all right, let's say this. Boss girls make shit girlfriends, shit wives. Uh, it, look, if you're an alpha male, you know, you got, or you want to have strong frame in a relationship, you want to lead, you want her to look up to me, you know, you want uh, to be her hypergamous best, you know, sort of stuff like that. Um, you're not... Like, I mean, you're dealing with a boss girl. She's always going to try to compete with you, man. That's one of the red flags. Uh, which red flag is it? It's, I think it's like nine or 10 or something like that. It's right in there, right? Women that compete with you. Oh, no, number four, sorry. Number four on my red flag list. Oh, let me get you on my email list before I forget. There we go. So you can get the red flags for free uh, by opting to my email list below there, entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash red dash flags. Uh, sexual power, self-abortion, run loud, fuck machine. Okay, if you are if you aren't marrying a woman because she's the best, you are marrying her because she will be a good wife to you. Think about that. There's a song that my dad used to blast in the backyard. I saw that Jordan Peterson did an interview with his dad. It looks like it was recorded a few months ago. It, it got me thinking. My old man's not going to be around for a while, and I think it'd be cool to have a conversation with him um, on my show. So I think I'm going to bring that to you guys in the future. Anyway, my old man used to blast the radio when he was in the yard when I was a kid and there was this oldie station that he would listen to and there was a song and I can't remember the title of the song I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys in the live chat right now it's automatically gonna you're gonna be like I know that song or this is the artist but it was something like if you want to be happy for the rest of your life never make a pretty woman your life from my personal point of view get an ugly girl to marry you and it keeps going on through like all these like again this is like I don't know, oldie stuff, like 40s, 50s, 60s, I don't know, before the 70s for sure, right? Somebody in the live chat, who the hell was that? Who was that uh, artist? Uh, it's Jack saying here, F that rich is right, maintain power and frame and be on your grind, protect yourself in accordance with your individual situation. Uh, money security is every woman's main concern. They want good situation. Yeah, women don't marry down, right? So to this guy's point earlier where he was saying don't marry a rich chick or a wealthy chick 
from the perspective of insurance for a guy not to get divorce raped, it's probably the best thing that you can do because family law rewards the poorer partner in that marriage. So if you're a dude and you make $75,000 a year and you marry a chick that makes a quarter mil, you're pretty safe. There's going to be some hiccups along the way. Like I have friends that made very little money um, and they're like ex-wives were like doctors or lawyers or like, you know, highly paid, you know, professionals. Um, and they made a lot more money than he did. Uh, but they still had to struggle through the family court system badly, very, very badly. Indeed. Stress, weight loss, loss of sleep. It's fucking exhausting, dudes. Like you go through a divorce, you definitely knock years off your life. You definitely do. The greatest revenge though, is living a, a better life afterwards. It's the best. I smile every time I smash the accelerator on my McLaren. It's the best. <laughs> you ever watch Seinfeld? It's the best, Jerry, the best. All right. Yeah, Jimmy Soul, if you want to be happy, there you go. Everybody's dropping it. Everyone knows the song, man. You want to be happy for the rest of your life. Never make a pretty girl your wife. So from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. And there's some guy in the background going, hey, Billy. She's ugly. I saw your wife the other day. He's like, yeah. And they're just going back and forth with this song. Hilarious. I'd play it. I'll probably get a copyright strike just for singing it. Anyway, that was my old man. I'll, I'll get him on for a podcast at some point. He's been married his entire life. Uh, power, power. Let's try to find a shorter. Here's so. So you call their bluff, he says. You think you're going, to, you're going without sex for a while with some kind of intolerable torture. Pop into porn, rub one out, you'll survive, and you'll have to cut off that source of power she has over you. So this guy's strategy, this guy's a loser. So he says, you'd think going without sex for a while has some kind of intolerable torture. He says, pop into porn, rub one out, you'll survive, and you'll have cut off that source of power she has over you. So his solution to not getting laid is just resorting to masturbation. Let me tell you something, homies. She has first dibs on your dick. She doesn't own it, okay? Go outside and have, have some fun. She doesn't like that. Pound sand. Straightforward. Freedom always comes at a price, he goes on to say. Pay it willingly. The irony is that if withholding sex gets her what she wants with you, she'll only do it more often. Make it irrelevant to her getting what she wants, and she'll stop using that tactic. You're creating a rod for your own back with your short-sightedness. Think with a big head for a change. So I wonder how much time this guy spends porking versus rubbing them out, right? I'm guessing it's the latter. This dude says marriage for a man these days is handing a woman an ax and putting his head on a chopping block in a trust that she won't cut it off. She doesn't do the same for him. This guy over here says women have no idea what they want. They need to be told and controlled. I agree. If you're too nice or become apathetic, excuse me, you are effing doomed. Either way, if you get married, you are doomed. Women are unts. They are absolute masters of mental torture and abuse. If we simply hired bitches, <laughs> I'm, try I'm trying to get around these like words somehow. To interrogate and torture all captured terrorists, the war on terror would be over than less than a year. Yeah power 
on the engine that powers the entire thing, this guy says. Women respect power, this guy says. What's another good word for me to do a word search on? A lot less power than she thought. She realizes once it sinks in, you don't care whether or not you get late. Again, this, this guy boils down to sex as well. One excellent approach, she says, sexual moratorium. Let her know that you are putting her on probation and that you are not going to have sex with her for at least six months. I know, I know, but really, a lot of porn, spank whatever you need to do, but when you take peace leave off the table, a lot of her emotional leverage vanishes. You would be amazed at what you do put up with, believe, because you think that it might get you laid. Translation, if you're a good boy, you'll get some. Take that away and you will begin to get your balls and dignity back and will amaze you how you were willing to degenerate yourself for it. Once it sinks in that you don't care whether or not you get laid, she realizes she has a lot less power than she thought and it scares the shit out of her. Oh, man. So this guy's strategy is just to beat off again, right? He's not getting laid. His wife isn't banging him. So he tells he tells her, it's like, it's like when a guy is like sent off from women and women want nothing to do with him going, yeah, I just left. I'm just, I'm just checking out of the party. Uh, I get chicks if I wanted to, but you know, I don't. And like no woman wants anything to do with him. It's kind of the same, you know, it's like a cope, right? Well, she won't bang me. So I'm going to tell her that I'm not going to bang her first. And then I'm just going to rub it out all the time. Again, guys, she has first dibs on your D. She doesn't own it. She's not riding it like she owns it. Find a chick that does. Here's another power one. Therefore, they're hardwired to seek the strongest, most powerful male they can, to seek out power because their lives depend on it. Let me open, the, let me go right to the top. He says, it all comes down to evolution. Physically, women are smaller, weaker, slower, and more vulnerable. This is true. If they're saddled with children without a male around to defend them, everyone dies. It, it would have been that case a thousand years ago. Today, not so much. The government steps in, big daddy state, you know, they'll make sure that, you know, she makes it. Whether the kids become useful to society is another question. They generally don't. They become fucking useless, in fact. But you get the idea. Anyway, uh, therefore, they're hardwired, hardwired to seek the strongest, most powerful man they can, which ties into hypergamy. Women always want the best they can get and seek out power because their lives depend on it. Things haven't changed. Modern society is just a recent blip in evolutionary time. Women are hardwired to understand pure power. He's not wrong. Uh, because they have none. Well, in today, they have perceived power. Let's see if he gets into that. Uh, that's why they're constantly testing. He's talking about shit testing. That's why they're so compassionless. Very true. You know, it's interesting because we've been told our entire lives as guys that women are softer, they're warmer, they have more compassion, but they really don't. They only have compassion for things that serve them. You you may have re received compassion, love, and intimacy last week, but today you could receive none of that. They're They're compassionless. So He's not wrong. You know, he says they're all constantly testing. That's why they're so compassionless. That's why they're not especially spiritual. And women always like to portray or hold out publicly that they're so spiritual. It's interesting, right? Anyway, uh, that they're not especially spiritual or creative relative to men. They're too concerned about staying alive to dream or invent. That's why they're so shitty at working in teams and, uh, and with other women. They're always seeking to develop their own power. True. They don't really understand what a team is and how it works. That's why infidelity drives them so nuts. 
They need one male they can control who will stay around and protect them. Women are created by nature to be Machiavellian and materialistic. Store up supplies for the drought, famine, winter, and this thread proves it. He's not wrong. That's a that's a valid point right there. That guy had. That guy had a valid point. Here, I'm going to grab the uh, invite link and give you guys an opportunity to hop in. And while you're watching, hit the like button for crying out loud, guys. Uh, join in and ask a question live, which is any anything you want. It's open to everybody. Young, old, man, woman. Bring whatever topic you want. Bring, Come at me. One of the favorite things that I like to do, it's like, People always like criticize, oh, Rich, you're wrong about this, that, and the other thing. Cool. Why don't you call in on the show and let's chop it up? It's always talk, talk, talk when we're off the air, on the air. It's crickets. So you guys bring your problems. Um, What's this guy asking here? Uh, Do you have a recommended baseline income level you would say to reach before caring to date in the market today obviously don't mean ignore things like fitness look if you're 18 years old your income doesn't matter you better be alpha as fuck though because you're not getting anything if you're not income matters more when you get older women have patience for a young guy with a plan and no money but they don't have patience for a 40 year old guy that uh, has a plan and has no money, but has a plan to make money. Um, you could be hot. Maybe she'll bang you a few times, but that'll be the extent of your uh, involvement, generally speaking. Um, anyway, that link, did I pin it there? Oh, for crying out loud. Can I pin on this new channel or do they not allow me that privilege? Let's see here. Uh, it's not giving me the option. Oh, come on, YouTube. Try again. No. <laughs> Set up a new channel, they said. It's you know, it's the best way to organize your material, they said. Anyway, it's there in a the live chat. Click it. Um, maybe Jaron or Moff, if you guys can keep spamming the link there. It'll, it'll help me out. Thanks, man. All right, let's go back here. So hardwired, this guy had a raw point. This, like this dude's point is raw as F. All right, what other words should we throw in here? Strong, powerful women. I love how every time men make a rational argument about the misery of their condition, the number one comeback is to accuse a guy of being afraid of something. Some cheesy 1970 female playbook they all receive secretly upon puberty must have a chapter about exploiting your man's fragile self-esteem. That's in quotations. <laughs> so we're accused of being, in quotation, afraid of commitment, or again, in quotation, afraid of strong, powerful women, blah, blah, blah. If you accuse a man of being afraid, he'll do what you want to prove he is fearless, just like a cute little boy. No more, bitch. Shaming tactics have been overused and no longer effective. And then they'll say to this guy, well, who hurt you? <laughs> And then all you have to do is give him the name of your ex-wife. <laughs> Who hurt you? Well, let's start with Becky. <laughs> uh, world power. 
average cycle of a typical okay well hang on what, what do we got here this is another power one he goes life cycle of a typical american woman f's like crazy in college in her 20s gangbangs at frat parties on weekends destroys her body by drinking smoking and lying in the sun to get a nice tan gets a power corporate job pumps her fist in the air go girl f's more men has one night stands during business trips as normal Suddenly, oh no, I'm turning 30, must land a husband. Contacts every guy from her past, including that guy she rejected in high school and that Mexican guy she banged during spring break. Wonders why no one wants her bitter, angry wrinkles. <laughs> Watches Sex in the City and reads Cosmo magazine for enlightenment. Eventually gives up, orders 20 cats, spends the next 15 years, sorry, 50 years, listening to the same old sad songs every night as her cats wail in agony. Keeps pictures of herself from high school and college days to show people she was nice at least once attractive, finally dies. Cats rejoice and eat her. <laughs> he goes on. Forgot this part. Cats eat half her corpse, corpse after not being fed for a week. Landlord pukes. His hurt guts out after finding roommates. <laughs> oh, and 10 people attend the funeral. <laughs> oh, this guy here says marriage to a modern American woman will inevitably result in complete emasculation. Here, let's use the word modern, see what comes up with modern. <clears throat> Nine times. Rambo style modern divorce. This is the longest, longest blog I've ever gone through. Electric gizmo, totalitarian police. Yeah, there's just some modern stuff here and there. It's not it's not a keyword that's popping a lot. I wonder how many times sex is mentioned. 84 times. 84 times that's mentioned in this thing. Holy shit. <clears throat> Let's see. There's some phrases here that might be worth reciting. It's all the same thing. It's all guys complaining about not getting sex. Sexual relations, killer romance, what's this? In most cases, in most cases of marriage, the sizzle quickly subsides and normalcy sets. Predictability is a killer for romance and a destroyer of sexual relations. So that so that's a relevant point. Um, predictability, yeah. Women don't want a predictable guy. There's <laughs> there's guys uh, that that would often say, you know, like every once in a while you gotta call her cunt, you know, sort of thing to like uh, caffeinate the hamster, um, manufacture some indignation, as they would say. Um, yeah, predict it. Like when you live with a chick under the same roof, things change. You're not going to, she's not going to be as compliant. She's not going to be as nice to you. She's going to protest more, point and sputter likely. Um, your your uh, sexual escapades will reduce Sometimes they go away completely. Um, yeah. I mean, what do they say? Sex is the glue that holds a relationship together. Petulant sexual power. This guy's talking about sex over here. What is sex? Yeah, it pops up a lot. A lot of guys are still complaining about um, not getting any and masturbating. This sexual moratorium dude is like the weirdo of the group. Yeah. And if you, and like cohab should be avoided generally speaking, but if you have a cohabitation agreement in place, 
now you're inviting law into your life and you have to as a guy, uh, it's just the way it is. Um, that's always a big romance killer for chicks. You don't trust me. Why do we have to do this? Why are you acting like we're going to break up? I don't know. Half the time you do. That's why. How about that? Isn't that a fair reason? I would never ask somebody to do that if I was in this position, blah, blah, blah. That's just wrong. Yeah. All right. See you later. All right. Uh, join in and ask a question live. The link's there. Join link is there. I don't know why I can't pin it, Moth. It's not pinning for some reason. It's like YouTube is doing some weird shit here. Here, let me, maybe it's because I got, I'm sharing it on the screen and won't let me pin it. Let me try it again. And let me try it again. There's got to be a better solution to YouTube coming at some point. There has to be. When? I don't know. Oh, I know why. I know why. I was logged in on the wrong account. That's why I can't pin the damn thing. I should be able to pin it now. Okay, where do we go? Where do we go? Okay, boom and boom. Problem solved. Just call me Mr. IT. Huh? How do you like that? All right, the link's pinned there. You guys can hop in and ask whatever questions you want. I've got too many channels. Uh, let's see here. What's going on in the chat? Join link, not showing up. Sperm is a glue that holds porn mags together. I should probably read these in my head before I read them out, right? Yeah. Uh, let me get married so my wife cannot F me. Yeah, it's... Uh, hey, listen, guys. It's a fact of life. Girlfriends are better than wives. True story. Um. They just are. You have all the benefits with very few negatives. Um, let me grab my headphones so I can take some of these call-ins. I see some people piling in. Actually, I got to have a quick drink. So I'm going to run uh, gonna run my ad insert for uh, two minutes. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line. Grandike Soap Company, and Chad's Face Scrub. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplement line. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients, and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine-disrupting plastics in your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders, or just use coupon code ALPHA10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Men, I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. 
Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit getchads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store you'll get 10% off when you use coupon code GETCHADS10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. If you wanna learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled, Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. What is up? All right, there was a comment here i saw when that was running joanne soda there it is joanne says i just saw your channel for the first time and it sounds like you're generalizing all women to be like this we are not all this way don't hate us lol some of us are normal i promise so this is something we've heard a million times it's the acronym the walt a walt whatever you want to call it not all women are like that or all women are like that as a counter argument. <clears throat> Look, if you're born a biological woman, there are certain like standardized things about you. You're going to be curvier, you're going to have boobies, hips, bum. You're going to be more emotional. You're going to be hypergamous. You know, you're going to be more solipsistic. These are just facts, right? So if, if there's an exception, like it, let's say Joanne Soda is the exception. A exception doesn't disprove a general rule. It's just an exception. Like, you know, one of the things that women like to argue is they'll be like, I'll say women typically marry up, right? So that's what hypergamy is. Like, you know, the hairdresser that's making $40,000 a year, she'll marry the guy that's making $100,000, $150,000. He's a VP of sales, whatever. And they, you know, they do their thing. But then some someone will be like, well, that's not true because my husband stays home and takes care of the kids and I work and I make all the money and I take care of everybody. Okay. So are you happy? Are you banging him? Or is he one of these guys that's on one of the forums going, well, if you masturbate or you declare six months in advance that you don't want to have sex and I have the power sort of thing. So I'm just going to go masturbate. I'll be right back. Like these guys. So. <laughs> And ladies, you're free to call in on these shows. Uh, you know, like there's a link there. It's pinned. Come join. Let's talk. Let's let's hear your solution to the to the problems that exist in the world. Because I don't see women putting on their pink pussy hats and marching on Capitol Hill for legislators to change the law to make them fair, right? I don't see them doing that. Well, what can we as women do to help? How about you start there, right? Actions over words. Let's see your actions, ladies. You know, actions, what you look for in men. Let's give Bentley some airtime. What's up, brother? You're muted. Still muted. Unmuted. There we go. I'm muted. How's it going, Rich? Good, buddy. Good. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm the dude that got that gave up 80%. 
I'm not scared to admit it. It's what it was. So uh, I think the reason a lot of guys uh, say that, you know, put up with the uh, masturbation and, and whatever else is they look at it as it costs too much to leave. They look at yeah. the, the end result. They hear that. Now, five years ago when I left, if you would have told me that I was going to have to give up that much, I probably would have reconsidered it because that's a pretty steep price to pay. So the day that my ex actually finally agreed to everything and I got the email signed on the dotted line, it's done. Within five minutes, I was out the door with a stack of $100 bills in my hand. Took about a 20-minute drive up the road, bought another Harley, and rode it home. Was it worth it? Every single second. Worth every dollar. I'd do it again today. There's that old joke, right? You know, why is marriage so expensive? And the answer is because it's worth it. Divorce, yeah. Why is divorce so expensive? Because it's worth it. It, it so, is. Yeah, so I mean, like you, yeah. you go from I love you... I am. I love you so much. I am going to get down on one knee and present this hardened piece of dinosaur shit on a band, and t- and, and tell you that I want to be with you for the rest of my life. To I can't wait to get the fuck out of this house and give this bitch eighty percent of my shit just so I can go buy a Harley. Freedom. I uh, freedom. just that is, like, uh, that is a price of, of freedom. So why would you incarcerate yourself in the first place? Is my argument right? Young and stupid. Yeah. I didn't have the society tells you to Bentley do the right thing, man up. Yeah. 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 I did the right thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, you know, whatever, like it is what it is. It's, you know, whatever. Uh, the nice part is without an anchor on the backside. Now, luckily I don't have, you know, children to support or anything like that in, in my situation. So without that anchor on the backside, it's just a matter of time. I'll make it back. Like you said before, your network is your net worth, you know, um, I have nothing holding me back, nothing stopping me, so I can work harder. Life it's is all you. Problem. It's Absolutely. all you now. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, brother. Have a good one. Appreciate you sharing that. Thanks. Um, no, Jenna, please. Yeah. She's <laughs> I don't uh, I don't think she's going to come back anytime soon. To be honest with you, I'm, I I got bored of her rhetoric, and I think that Moff already put her in checkmate after his long ass conversation with her on stereo. She was a uh, she was a character, character and a half. All right, let's uh, let's give Brandon here some airtime. Brandon, what do you got for me, buddy? Well, I know your time is valuable, so I'm gonna keep it short here. But I'm 22 years old. Um, I don't really have a whole lot going for me besides. I mean, I'm six foot two and I'm in shape, but I've run into this problem where I can't really get women who are not overweight to even look my way. It's because your SMV is not high enough, dude. Yeah. So if you're only getting gross chicks, chicks, it's because your value is too low. So or maybe your game sucks. I don't know. Like, how are you with like the game component of it? You're not a virgin, right? No, I'm not a virgin. Yeah. So, last girlfriend I had was in high school. Where do you live? Nebraska. Nebraska? Nebraska. That's part of your problem. You're not going to get a lot of hot-looking chicks living in Nebraska. Any girl with her head screwed on right knows to get the fuck out of there. Right? Yeah. All of these these small-town girls that are now in, like, New York, Miami, Chicago, L.A., you know, the more cosmos cities, 
boss girling it up, hashtag boss girl, you know, go get that corporate gig and climb the corporate ladder. That's where you're left with all the fatties. I bet there's a lot of single mommies there too, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, so, so you want to do well in that environment. You're really going to have to shine, dude. Like, you know, you got to be in the top 10% of dudes out there. Like you got to be a nine out of 10, eight out of 10. And that's to get what? Like leftovers that didn't leave Nebraska to go to big, big city. So, I mean, like you could get on the big city and move, right? And it shouldn't really be that hard because it's not like there's any competition around here anyway. No, dude, it's it's always going to be a challenge. Men must compete, women choose. It's always been that way. It doesn't matter if it's Nebraska, if it's some fucking Amazonian uh, tribe in the middle of the fucking jungle. Like, it doesn't matter where you are. M- men have to compete and women will choose from the competition that's available to them, right? So if there's other guys that are more attractive than you, you're going to lose out. You're going to be left over with the unattractive ones. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to my second question here. Should you practice game on women that you aren't really attractive to? <laughs> attractive to? Like, should, should you slay, should you, should you slay a few goblins to get to the gold? You know? No, I've, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Listen, but I can proudly claim that I've never gotten involved with a gross chick. Okay. So you want to practice on unattractive women that you're not turned on by? Have at her if that's all you got. But that's like, I don't know. It's like working. It's the exact same amount of effort to deal with a chick that you're attracted to. And it's more fun and it's more rewarding. You know what I'm saying? Like, Get to the point of competing is what I'm getting at, right? Like you want hotter women. You're attracted to hotter women. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. Good. Everything's firing normally in the endocrine system. But for you to get those chicks, you need to be better. So compete, be better. Or keep your standards low and just, you know, shoot you know, shoot the fish in the barrel if that's all you want to deal with. The thing about flying with eagles, Brandon, is it's rare. Not a lot of people do it. Most people, it's like, I'll hang out on the ground with the turkeys and I'll just be average. And, you know, I'm tall, so I got that going for me. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, Toyota Camry. Fucking boring, dude. Get a cool car. Do you have a motorcycle? No, I don't. Fucking boring, dude. There's guys in town that look just like you, but have a motorcycle. Right. So, I mean... You know, you got to be captivating with women, right? Like, you know, you can't just put on the toque and just rock back and forth and think, you know, I'm tall. I got this. Just lean into the ones that you want, man. And if they're not responding to you, if they're not responding to you, then that means you got some work to do. Yeah, Moff made a good point. Community fixes this too, right? You should hop into one of the communities for crying out loud, man. Like, you know, like if you're struggling with something simple, like how do I get prettier girls? That's an easy problem to fix, but we'll also fix all the other problems around that that are contributing to the lack of results that you're getting. I'm a, I'm kind of new to your channel, so what's the community? It'll be pinned below. It's um it's going to take me too long to explain, but it'll be pinned below. You can go to here. I'll I'll put a banner up. I think I have one for it. Boom, right there. Entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash community. Go to the website, check it out. There's an explainer video. You need other guys to hold you accountable. You need a tribe of men. You need to join a gang. Right. Yeah. I'm used. Honestly, besides like the couple guys I lift with every once in a while, I don't really have much of a circle. 
not really. Yeah. Well, you're going to be the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And I can tell by your demeanor, by your, you know, the way you talk that uh, you're not surrounding yourself with world-class men. Understood. All right. You want world, you want world-class babes. You got to be a world-class dude. Sounds good to me. All right, man. See you later. Thank you. Okay. Let's see what else we got in here. We got a lot of people wanted to hop in on this one, man. Um, okay, let's go back over the chat, see what we got here. Yeah, I want to get prettier girls. I don't know why. I only get the fatties. Well, that's like that's like going out into like a parking lot. Let me explain it to you in car terms, because this is what I like to do. That's like going to the mall. And then leaving the exit of them all and thinking to yourself, oh, look at all these cars. I think I'd like to have that Ferrari over there and starting to walk over to it. You take your key out of your pocket and you push the button to unlock it. And the Toyota Camry over there unlocks. And then you realize you have to walk over to the Toyota Camry because that's all you got the keys to, right? You want to roll with the hotties. You want to roll with the big boys. You got to be a big boy, right? They don't mate select average dudes, right? A lot of these chicks right now and this guy's age range too, they're on like sugaring sites, like sugar daddy stuff, and they're porking older guys. So it's like if she has the choice between a six foot two average looking guy with no money that drives a Toyota Camry and hanging out with a guy that's like, I don't know, 15 or 20 years older, that's got bank that can, you know, improve her life. She's probably going to hang out with him. Right. And that's why, you know, you're having a hard time. Um, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Yeah, let's bring a married man in that's been married for a while. Bring my buddy Dave Dodge in. <laughs> yep. What do you what what wisdom do you have to impart on the gentleman watching today? Well been married for a long time. Yeah, and it's it's kinda like the uh you know, you're at the start point. You gotta make all the right uh decisions. You gotta make sure she's got all the green flags. And she has a screaming, burning desire for you and wants to be in your frame. And that is really the starting point. And if you have those conditions and you walk into it and she's she's the one that uh, wants to be with you, then as long as you don't screw it up, <laughs> life could be good for a long period of time. There you go. So are and you in the... So are you in the category of bliss love or are you in the category of in love? Uh, probably bliss. Still bliss, huh? Yep. Oh boy. Well, I mean, I've been on Zoom calls with you where I've seen your wife walk in the room and bring you like a sandwich and a drink, you know, sort of thing while you're on the call. With oh, us. yeah. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's been and seen. What's, what's the secret, Dave, you know, aside from that, from that little bit of secret sauce you just dispensed? You got anything else? Well, it was... I had a kind of an unusual case. Uh, we were we were kind of uh, together for about two years, mm -hmm. and then the army uh, basically zeroed me out, and I had a pretty uh, substantial career crisis. And I separated from her. I said, "I'm going to another place because that's where the army's going to send me, and mm -hmm. you are free to go." Mm -hmm. You know, we are done being. Uh, um, you know, together because, you down. yeah, uh, she, uh, she, uh, 
There you go, guys. You got to do the dump test. You got to dump her and see if she chases you down. <laughs> well, I didn't want to dump her, but that was, you know, I said I, I didn't know where I was going in, in, a, in a year or so. And so mm-hmm. we separated. But we found out that being apart was tougher than being together. So at some point, uh, I fixed my career problem. And within eight months, we were in, we were married. Oh, and um that proved that she was the uh ride or die girl <laughs> as Roll yeah. puts it and you know it's a different it, time though isn't it yes i mean like you know like women today you know you hear this term thrown around a lot modern women modern women this and that and it's, and it's got some truth to it because i mean like women today they have a computer on their hand that's more powerful than the computer they use to land shit on the moon and uh she has access to attention and resources at the tip of her hands just yep. j- just for being a, a pretty girl yeah they didn't have all those options back when you got married they had nope. a very small pool to select from but you know you're still dealing with the same interpersonal dynamics that yeah. don't really change so um you know if you're doing the right things you're in the top 10 percent. you've got a good job and you know you, you've got somebody that looks like she's going to want to be with you that's that's really the you know the test that's it and it works all right brother thank you yeah you gotta you gotta gotta dump her guys see if she chases you down (laughs) all right let's see what else we got here uh let me hit uh matt see what matt's got for us go ahead buddy uh can you hear me yeah Awesome. Uh, thanks for the content. I highly recommend the 10%. Uh, it's been a great, um, great opportunity while I've been in it. Uh, but my thought, uh, my question was just about green flags. I mean, I'm 21, not looking to get in an LTR or any of that. But um, if you were to find somebody that has all the green flags, none of the red ones, and you're with them for a long enough period of time, would it even make sense to get married? Or would you still say not at all? Look, um. I'm an older guy. How old are you? 21. Yeah. So at 21, I'm not even going to convince you of this, but no, I wouldn't do it. Knowing, knowing what I know now, like what I've just talked about, like why would you expose yourself to that level of risk? It's, it's, it's like taking a six shooter, loading it up, probably with about four, maybe five bullets, and then starting to pull the trigger and passing it around sort of thing. You're going to get hit. It's not often you don't get like, you know, the Dave Dodge story. I don't know that you're going to see that today. I don't know that you're going to see much of that anymore. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I haven't found girls that are even because of the internet and all the systems. Like, like I are mean, you a natural alpha? Like how long you've been red pilled? Um, I mean, uh, right. I've been, uh, I guess, consuming the content for more than a year now. And I started okay, so in my community recently. Okay. So it's still new for you. So like that, that's the point that I'm making. So, I mean, you're still going to have a hard time dealing with a chick in a marriage, even if you've like watched a bunch of my videos, read my book, gotten the, you know, conversations with guys like Moff and Jaron, right. You're still going to have relapses. You're still going to do stupid shit. Like you're still going to have a, a field report where it's like, fuck, this is going on. And how do I solve this? And, you know, unless you've got solid game, like you don't even want to live with a woman period, like just date. Cause as soon as you invite a chick in your life, that really changes the dynamics. It's not all fun and games anymore. Now there's, why did you leave that over there? Where are you going? What time are you going to be back? Who was that that was calling you on the phone? 
None of your business. <laughs> right. So, I mean, like you have to start with that very early on and, and, and quash it. Let's, you know, to the point of some of these blog entries where guys were talking about power, right? Like you, like she has to follow your lead. Gotcha. Right. I, I mean, you know, Dave Dodge was so powerful in his relationship at that time when they wanted to move him around in the army. He said, we're going to break up. Right. That's, gotcha. you know, that's a power move. So, yeah, I mean, just, hey, look, man, you got a nice girl in your life? No, no, I'm single. You're just hypothesizing. I'm going to spin plates. You know, maybe she shows up. Yeah, it's more of just a question I wanted to ask, uh, pose to you rather than anything I'm going to use. I'm 21. I'm not looking to get so, anything like that. So what's wrong with just dating her then? You know, you're 21. You don't want to get married. You don't want to have kids anytime soon. So what's wrong with just dating her then? Like, why would you even ask a question like that? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. 100%. Yeah. Look, dude, I get it. You've watched all the Disney shows. I did too. You probably saw some sitcoms, you know, where it looks like the ideal thing and it's interesting sort of life to live. I get it. I get it. You know, it's in all the movies and, you know, Hollywood and all that sort of stuff. But just like marinate on this is like one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make in your entire fucking life is the chick that you invite into your house. Okay. I mean, guys will spend more time researching a power tool and the battery life and how many volts and whether or not it was made in a factory in China or in Taiwan. Guys will spend all that time researching all that shit for a fucking power tool, but they won't take the time to vet a chick or to understand, you know, what women are actually attracted to and how to maintain a long-term relationship, how to set boundaries, how to soft next, you know, like stuff like that. You get it though, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Thanks. Yeah. No, but it's a good question. Thanks brother. Yeah, it's totally relevant and it's a great question. I like that there's um, a lot of the younger guys coming on tonight. Oh, we got speaking of younger guys with Dominic and he's also in the 10%. What's up, buddy? Hey, how are you doing? Good, man. Pretty good. Hey, so uh, growing up, I uh, my dad, he uh, outlawed social media in my life. So mm. I was kind of one of those. And that kind of makes sense like for how I've talked to you about things and how I say I'm naturally red-pilled and whatnot. So I kind of... Yeah adds to that but my question regarding that is no only child okay yeah that would be a great move if you have a daughter by the way guys is homeschool and no social media but sorry carry on oh no you're good but um i just wanted to know like are there any like resources you know of that might help a guy trying to get into social media professionally just with like or just maybe not professionally but just starting it to do to do it right, essentially, and just from a guy who's never used it. Because, like, I mean, I have some things just that had just created when getting into your groups and whatnot, talking with Moff and Jaron and whatnot. Yeah, so um, follow Moff's direction and Jaron's direction on Instagram, right? Like, okay. just rip off and duplicate. Um, I've got that lecture that's going to come out on building an audience, which will include um, how to use YouTube. Oh, yeah, um, I'm going to There'll be lots on of tips that. on that, too. Um, so there's really a lot to go through, like, you know, for me to take even two minutes and start diving down the rabbit hole, it's a very deep one with a lot of different tunnels. Um, so I'd, so I'd say for like, like for the optics on Instagram of like, you know, somebody that's interesting, that's captivating, do what Moff and Jaron do. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like the other stuff, you'll get into that in a couple of weeks. All right. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Appreciate the help. Um, and if you're um, wondering what I'm talking about, I launched a course back in April, uh, School of Entrepreneurship, and uh, it's going to reopen again in August, probably towards the end of August, I think. So you should get on my email list if you want to get notified on when that opens up again for enrollment. 
Um, but there's going to be a lecture in there on building an audience and uh, YouTube channels. Uh, let's see what Nate's got for us. There we go. What's up, Nate? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. What do you got for me tonight? Okay, so I'm uh, I'm divorced at 25 with two kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm sort of stuck in this shithole town in the middle of nowhere in Illinois. Um, I, I've never had a problem getting girls. I mean, even fucking looking like this, I have a disproportionate advantage over the fucking faggots my age around here. Mm-hmm. And um, my big question is on on economics, um, or it's a financial question. Um, I, I make decent money for my age. I make about 80 grand a year, which for this small area is, is, is decent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in I'm in sales, and um, I sell tractors for a living. So what I do is directly related to the availability in the market, which is shit right now. And um, my my income, you know, monthly has absolutely tanked. And I'm just trying to figure out exactly how I could branch out. I've read and uh, listened to a lot of the books you've recommended, like Losing My Virginity was great. Um, and uh, the Everything Store was great. Um, I just can't seem to figure out. I can sell ice to an Eskimo. You know, that's... I, so, I got, so, so move from tractors to higher ticket items, luxury cars, boats, yachts, planes, Right, because you get paid a, a percentage of the sale, and if you're that good at sales, if you can sell tractors and sell fucking yachts, right? Okay, but that's going to mean that you know. But okay, I mean, here's a problem now. Now you're divorced. You got two kids. You probably have a custody yeah. arrangement. You're stuck in that town because she lives there. Yep. yep. Right. So what do you exactly. do? You walk away and abandon your kids? Right. Yeah. That's why. That's that's where I'm stuck. So. Yeah. So hey, like this is a. I don't have a magic wand to put you back in a time machine so you didn't get married and didn't have kids with this chick, right? Mm-hmm. But like this should be an example, like a lesson for guys. Like, you know, if you understand, like this, like this gentleman here is in his mid-20s, he's divorced with two small kids, and he's stuck in a shithole town because of that, because he has a custody arrangement. So what do you do? You know, you sell bigger tractors, you sell uh, I don't know, planes that spray crops. Like, I don't know whether what other industries are out there, but like what's booming right now, right? Like, you know, what can mm-hmm. you lean into where you can get into sales and that? Agriculture is really the the only industry around here, you know, other than like manual labor and being a fucking ditch digger for a living. There's not. What else can you sell them? Chemicals, hoses, I don't know, cow manure, you know, remover. I don't know. All of it. I mean, to to make as much as I make now, probably not, though. I mean, yeah, I, I or branching out to something online. Or is there a skill that you can put online and monetize and, you know, build yourself a company one where you're working for yourself? that that's that's the hope yeah yeah well it's gonna take some thinking to brainstorm that one out my friend because um that's leaning into a totally different area for you it will real quick uh your book changed my life dude i was in a fucking slump i had one itis like no other and I, I really appreciate what you're doing i hope all the young men listening if they haven't gotten the book get the fucking book it'll change your life especially if you're sitting here worried about like never finding the love of your life or any of that shit. So I really appreciate what you do. And I thank you for that uh, voice of gratitude. Guys, if you've, if you've read the book and you haven't gone to Amazon to leave a written review, please go and give it five stars and let people know that you got value out of, uh, you know, consuming the content. Appreciate it, Nate. Thanks brother. Thanks, ben. Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. And guys, again, if if you're on my email list, my my School of Entrepreneurship course opens in August. So I'm going to mention it again. I mean, if you're in a situa- situation like that where you're stuck in a small town and you want to build something where it's making you a lot more money, building a company of one that that 
sell something online is isn't it's not as complicated as you think it is you know if i can put it that way all the information is going to be in my lecture so if you're on my email list you'll get word of it come august um, i'll talk about it more leading up to the launch date but that's it holy smokes We've done over 90 minutes okay let's do one more quick call and then i want you guys to go hang out with uh moff and uh jaron on stereo and i'll put that up on the screen in a bit so i'll hang on i got uh i'm gonna get one of my community members on here i got vlad on what's up buddy hey how are you rich uh, i'm gonna be uh, quick because uh it's more than 90 minutes um so i have a question uh i own a couple of businesses i also I uh, have like some side hustles. I make pretty good money for my age. I'm 24. Mm -hmm. um, I have three motorcycles. I have a pretty fast car. I own a house. And uh, I. Where do you live, man? I live in uh, Chicago. I'm you got a Lamborghini chain on. You have a Lambo in the garage? No, I'm a bull. Uh, it's a ch Chinese something. Was a oh, science. Oh, okay, because it looks like a Lambo bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's similar. The, this is the best one that I got. got. It. It's, uh, it's custom made. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so what's your question, Vlad? So my question is, uh, I'm having issues with the, like, girls, I would say. Uh, not necessarily, like, probably finding them, but, like, keeping them in my life. Um, like, when I start talking, right, we can, let's say, match on uh, dating apps or whatever, mm -hmm. or, you know, meet in person somewhere. Uh, we can, like, go out one time, and they they just, I don't know, gone in, in no time. I don't know what... what you what, with her? Uh, no. I mean, first date, I don't really, you know, go on the first date as... So as you advised, I just go, you know, grab a coffee and then if it goes well, we can, you know, we have a conversation, we can, you know, just go drive around. Or, so, you know. so if you're in the 1%, why don't you post some screenshots of the uh, text conversations and give some breakdown and then we'll get everybody on it. Yeah. Just uh, uh, put I'll it on the Zenforo forum, but because uh, there's really a lot to talk about with that. And that's like more than a five minute or I kind of want to do like a quick yeah, conversation definitely. before I get off. But yeah, I like. See. Post all the details there, and I'll and I'll get into it. Moff will probably chime in. Charles is very active. You're gonna get some really good feedback on it. Okay, that that would be great. All right, man. All right, thank you, Rich. See ya. Peace. All right. Um, there was there's another chick in here that was going on about getting married. Where the hell was it? Uh, so Gina says, my husband and I have been happily married for 19 years. Marriage should be encouraged. Um, again, it exists. It's not common though. It's very uncommon. Like we went through the experiment at the start of the call, Gina, if you were there, everybody took a quick look at their social and started to indicate what percentage of people they knew that were in happy marriages. And it seems like the average was about 10%. So maybe you're part of the 10%, Gina. I congratulate you and your husband for your happy 19 years. I'm sure there was no bumps in the road and everything was hunky dory along the way. Um, well done. I tip my hat to you. Uh, Moff and Jaron, you guys are up. Uh, you want to go to the stereo app and uh, just search for Moff, M-O-F-F, and you will find the show. They do this uh, like call-in thing. And uh, very good point, Wayne. What does Gina's husband say? Very good, very good. All right, we'll see you guys in the next show. Um, make sure you're subscribed to the channel, got the notification bell hit, hit the like button for the algorithms, and leave a comment below. Peace out.